<laughs> You're really excited today, huh? Completely, completely <laughs> off the beat. <laughs> Both of you are a little laggy for me, so I'm sure I, mine was super late. Uh, I'm not plugged in hardwired right now. If it's too bad, let me know so I can try to fix it. No, it's not too bad. Okay. Yeah, you responded. You responded in time, so I think we're okay. Yeah. When will the internet get to the point where, you know, it's just in the air? Like, you don't even have to connect anything. It's, it's already in your arm, Blake, from your vaccine. <laughs> then where's my internet? It's not even working right. I'm not even getting the, the, the goodness that I should be. You probably don't pay enough taxes for them to increase your Wi-Fi yet. I pay more than most. <laughs> Dude, imagine if Bill Gates was promising a vaccine that increased all of your Wi-Fi capabilities. Like, why not? Who wouldn't do that? Like, if you're if if you're if the excuse is that you don't want to be tracked, we already are. Oh yeah, you're already tracked by your phone. Yeah, exactly. All the Facebook posts about that are are written from their phone or computer with. You know, <laughs> with I mean, IP everyone, addresses. Yeah. I got to say I'm scared more and more every day about targeted ads. The like I don't know. I know it's been around forever and I know it's nothing new. But every time I get a targeted ad that is so special, right? Right. It's it scares me and every time I see it it scares me a little bit more. What what scares me is when I'm thinking about something. Like I, I could like yeah. I could not tell you what I was thinking about the other. I was thinking, like, oh, I haven't had this food in a while. Went mm-hmm. on Facebook and I had an ad for that. <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking weird. But in a way, you know, it's when done properly, that's probably where we wanna go. You know, yeah. we wanna think about food and it's already being delivered to us as we think about it. I don't know about that. I would be very fat. (laughs) The only thing I want in terms of like food and technology is the stuff from Spike from the first Spike Kids. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I needed in my life. What? So they had like buttons on the side, so you'd say exactly what you wanted, right? Like McDonald's burger or something. Right. That's where we'll. That's where we'll end up. Nanotechnology is building us there very quickly. I can't wait. I'm I'm excited to just heat up McDonald's burger from my own microwave. Mm-hmm. You know what would be another fantastic thing to put in that microwave? You press the button on the side, and uh, nachos are made in it. That'd be good. <laughs> We're talking about Nacho Libre this week. This is dinner with a movie. This is dinner with a movie. I was, I was waiting Blake. for the rest of it. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Blake, and I'm joined by Brandon, and we're joined by Jose. And this week we're talking about Nacho Libre. And uh, our our year anniversary had passed last week, but this is in celebration of our year anniversary. We've talked about this since the very beginning. Um, it's a it's a movie very very dear to Jose's heart, and I am assuming after this week in all of our hearts. So yeah, Nacho Libre, and we ate elotes. Beans and chips. 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 But not the Lord's chips. Not the Lord's chips. Not the day old orphan's, the orphan's chips. chips. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I just kind of got lost thinking about orphan's chips. I didn't know what I was going to say next. But, <laughs> but um, 
yeah, we're doing this virtually, so we all had different different sourced elotes. Normally, normally I get. I think the first time I ever had elote was from Taco e Taco um, in town, uh. and uh, I know you have your problems with Taco e Taco, but I I do like their elote. I mean, it, it's one of those foods that's kind of hard to mess up, you know. Mm-hmm. You just buy the. You just buy corn and you add the toppings. Like, there's not much to it. So I'd be shocked if it was bad. I'm, there's probably many elote experts who are very offended right now. I mean, my sister did get food poisoning from one in Mexico once, but... But was it not the best one she's ever had? I don't know. <laughs> it was probably from... I don't the, think she remember. I think she just remembers the throwing up. <laughs> it's probably from the cotija cheese. That stuff smells what, like what vomit already. <laughs> I love that smell of it. You don't now, like I, even... I I I like it, but it smells really funky, like feet, like feta cheese. I mean, it's it like a feta like, cheese. It smells like a more ethnic Parmesan to me. Yeah, I yeah, can Parmesan see that. Parmesan stinks too. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think the more stinky the cheese, the the better it is, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I I never really pinpointed the smell because there's always like a specific smell of elote that I didn't realize what it was, but knowing it's the cheese. Yeah, it's the cotija. Makes me like it more. Yeah. I'm a big fan of elote and seeing it in this movie made me really hungry. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of food in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it kind of forms like, like helps form the backbone of the plot. We could have had toast too. We could have had toast. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the toast. And That's then the one the... thing, the other thing not on your list, Brandon, was the churro that he beats the little, <laughs> uh, like the Satan wrestlers. He like steals a churro oh, from the lady. And he I didn't beats know. Them with it. I didn't know it was a churro. It looked yeah. too too flat and big to be a churro. I thought it was like yeah. pan de leche or something. Yeah, I'm it pretty sure. Like I'm a pretty sure it was a churro, churro in the wild. Yeah, I thought it was a churro too. But Brandon, you went to Disneyland this week. Did you get any churros? I did. I got a churro. One churro. Fuck yeah. I get way yeah. too many churros when I go to Disneyland. They have like the different um, flavored ones in uh, California. Yeah, Adventure. fuck that. Just regular plain old churro fuck is you. best. That's best. OG churros are the best. Yeah, I agree. OG churros are the best, but it's fun to mix it up. Nice yeah. to try something new so you can appreciate the original more. Absolutely. Nah, just stick with the original. You'll never be disappointed. <laughs> but you'll never know anything better. Uh, nothing is better than the original churro, no matter how hard you try. Until until it is. Until one person comes to town with the most amazing churro possible. I don't think that would happen. Who is this person that would come <laughs> yeah, to who, is this, who is this magic person? Churro, man. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, refried beans we ate, and then cheeps as well. So uh, it was a good meal. I think this was this was a this is one of those ones where like the food, Jose, like you were saying, is very representative of the movie. Like the food itself is iconic with the movie. I think. Yeah, I I was uh, watching it last night with my parents and my mom, and I was telling them what we were eating. And my mom said, you should have used it as an excuse to eat a salad. <laughs> I, told, I don't think no. the salad was the most representative meal in this movie. It's the. Although it, although it does represent uh, innocence. 
the smiley face salad especially well it was asked for it was asked for and then and then (laughs) given after the first fight right yeah so it it does have a deep meaning and connection to the children yeah It, it represents their uh, happiness and not innocence. It represents the happiness. <laughs> but uh, let's get started with our ex- well, uh, log line. Actually, let's go to log line. Oh, you want a log line? Okay. Yeah. Um, an orphaned friar fulfills his lifelong ambition to secretly be a wrestler while he performs his duties, takes care of his younger fellow orphans and wins the admiration of a nun. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great, it's a great, just log line to a story, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that and I'm instantly wanting to wanting to watch it. Yeah. But knowing that that orphan friar is Jack Black makes it all the more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it it yeah. takes it to a new level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jose, you want to get us started with uh why you chose this movie? Yeah. Um I honestly could not tell you the first time I watched this movie, but it's a movie that I, I can, it's been part of my like favorite movies for as long as I can remember. And it's a, it's a movie that my, that my parents enjoy and my, and my sisters enjoy. We're constantly quoting it to each other. Um, I think it's a fun movie. Uh, I don't think it's a, a perfect movie or by any means, but I, I just think it's an enjoyable movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm curious having, having so many, cause this is one of those movies where I don't think I could look at critically because I don't think it is the type of movie that I don't think it benefits from looking at it critically, to be honest. Um, in your mind, having like grown up with it so much, have you kind of, have you ever thought about, okay, how is Nacho Libre as a movie? Or have you only always associated it with the jokes and stuff? Like I, I've genuinely tried, and uh-huh. I don't think that I can like think of it as anything more than just a, like an hour and a half long Jack Black movie of like nonstop quotes. Because I genuinely think every line in this movie is hilarious, and mm-hmm. you can use it as like, in any context and it'd be funny. So I, yeah, I don't I was, think I could, I don't think I could apply that lens to it. Did you watch Napoleon dynamite before this? No, I never have. Never. No, I've never seen it. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon, how about your experience with nacho? Um, I never watched it. Like my brothers have watched it. And have told me to watch it, but I never watched it until this week. And how do you feel about it? I think it had funny parts. Um, but you're not walking away from this like, man, what a classic. <laughs> no, because I think there, are, there <laughs> I think there are other Jack Black movies that are better. Um, not only story wise, but but written better. I, I think there's a lot, it, it misses a lot of things that I think could have been really funny. Um, what a, and it, and it, it feels in a way it's making fun of a culture more than it is making fun of a character. 
and and I I mean I'm I'm an old white man so I really have no skin in the game but um selling Jack Black as a Scandinavian Mexican is not was not a good choice <laughs> <laughs> like maybe selling him as a Scandinavian Mormon you know, because there's Mormon missionaries. Mormon's not a race. <laughs> no, no, but they're but might but as well be. <laughs> but but they go on missions and they're white, right? Very so, true. So they they made him half white, half Mexican, which he is not, right? And it, they made his character that, which Jack Black is not. Um, so I I, I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed to me kind of way, strange that they wouldn't, because he's white, he can still talk the way he does because he, he's been raised in that culture. That's perfectly fine. But, but Jack Black, no matter what kind of mustache he has on, does not make him look Mexican whatsoever um, in any way. <laughs> and it just, it, it seems like they're kind of making fun of it more than they're making fun of the character himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a question we'll probably come back to a lot. Yeah. while we're talking about it, because that that's the, that's a lot of the source of the I'd say quote unquote drama of it, or or something that people would say this movie could never get made today, sort of thing. Where oh, I think these movies are made all the time. We're just more uh, yeah. uh, insightful now on how we we sell them. I mean, that's that's a very easy fix. You know, not making him half Mexican, making him half the other half of him just as white as the first half. So you don't think because I I I have no problems with this movie and this is coming from a Mexican. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I see I see his accent more offensive, if anything, than the fact that they tried to pass him off as Mexican. What I've always found interesting is that when he's speaking Spanish, like the few times that he does just speak Spanish, he sounds great. It, it's this like, I think the accent is just meant to be super comical. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's never bothered me, because when he does speak Spanish, he, he sounds fine. He, he I have no issue. He's not speaking Spanish in this like super. Um like in a really excessive accent or anything. He just, he's just speaking it normally. Like somebody would speak it if they were, if they were raised in Mexico. And that's what yeah. I mean about making fun of, of the character. Um, his, whatever he does as his character, his accent, his English accent and, and all of that is making fun of the character more than it is making fun of the culture. But whenever you make him half Mexican and make him representative of that culture, now he's making fun of the culture as well. So I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, like I said, I have no skin in the game and I'm not, I'm not really, um, I didn't really judge the movie on that at all. I just think it could have been done with a little more tact. That's all. This or Rush Hour? Which one is more racist? Um, 
Oh, you have to think. I, I would say oh, I, I, would, I, I would say rush I, hour is more. I don't even think it's a. I don't even think it's a, a competition. Yeah. Well, I was trying yeah. to think of if there was any, uh, and th- there weren't any words used in Nacho Libre that would make it um, off color or or the only thing like they that. say is is insulting towards white people. Yeah, which is fine because white people deserve to be insulted. <laughs> <laughs> And, it, and it's not like it's deliberate, like him being called Guero is like a normal thing that Hispanic people call light-skinned Hispanics. Mm-hmm. What does uh, Guero mean? It just means white person, oh, okay. white guy. Um, I think that's why I've never had an issue because they, because um, the sister like acknowledge, like asks him, why do they call you Guero? You know, and then they tell, like, he tells like his little story and all that, but. Um, that like small line made it feel more like they're acknowledging, like, it's kind of like they're poking fun of the fact that they know he looks nothing like a Mexican. Right. But they made, they still made him half Mexican, which, which wasn't cool. They could have, they could have done it different. Blake is, Blake is half Mexican and he looks about as Mexican as Jack Black does. Yeah. That's this, I'd say Jack Black probably looks more Mexican. That's, that's than me. the other thing that doesn't bother me. There's plenty of white Mexicans. Yeah. Like white skin tone Mexicans because they're full Spaniards. Right. But Jack Black is not. I just wonder if it's just the fact that it is Jack Black that make because because this is fully okay in my mind, and I never even like up until recently started to question it. And maybe that is just the sign of the times making us more aware yeah. of it. But if it was any other white person that didn't have like that that um uh background as jack black like i think it's just because it's jack black that makes this sort of thing like stand up okay like i don't know if they just threw like uh brad pitt in there i don't know (laughs) and or like when they make movies in ancient ancient egypt and cast like exclusively british people (laughs) Yeah, and and that just comes down to like which which um which uh races and 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 cultures are okay to represent as someone who is not like people. If you take British person, throw them as a Greek or something, like people aren't going to care. But you know, when you when you when you you look at like Robert Downey Jr.'s character in Tropic Thunder, where I think that character is making fun of Jack Black's situation in a way where it's, uh, uh well, right. no, he's, he's not doing blackface, but he's, he's putting on a different, a different culture, like as a part of an act, like as an actor, which is kind of what he's, he's making fun of there. But, um, I don't know. I, yeah, I think it's just because Jack Black has this very lighthearted and, and playful attitude to it. That makes it all in good fun. I think. Yeah. I mean, it made him this this movie probably made him like win the Kids Choice Awards for Best Actor every <laughs> single fucking year. Like he still wins for like Best Comedian, and he doesn't do anything. Well, I mean, I, he, I wonder he, what awards this has. <laughs> oh man, it's probably got like ten Kids Choice Awards. Oh, without a doubt. When Nacho Libre has. Yeah, because it was a Nickelodeon movie, so they they for sure would have wanted that to win everything. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I guess I'll, I'll I haven't touched on what my experience with this movie is. But I think the first time I watched it fully through was at Jose's place in uh, in Reno when I stopped by. Uh, I'd seen like scenes here and there, but I'd never seen the whole thing until we watched it that night. And uh, 
even even as someone who didn't have a connection to the movie itself it it just it hit all the marks that i wanted it to i never expected much of it but i thought just seeing jack black being as silly as he is and and i think i think the um the directing is interesting enough in a comedic way that makes me feel like think a little bit of wes anderson but also makes me think a lot of napoleon dynamite which obviously is because the same director but um and i think that might be because i love napoleon dynamite and also because i'm mormon because the director i'm pretty sure is mormon and napoleon dynamite is um that's something that all the young men groups they'd sit down and they'd laugh at all day and uh but we wouldn't be able to watch r-rated movies which was why we had to, that was our comedic uh outlet napoleon dynamite yeah if we didn't have <laughs> if we didn't have napoleon dynamite we would I don't even know what would get us through the those young times. Hmm. What is Napoleon Dynamite? PG thirteen? I think it is PG thirteen. Although I, I don't don't quote me on that because It uh, is PG. PG. It is, I feel like it I feel like PG. Napoleon Dynamite is more is a bit more um risque than Nacho Libre. I I don't remember too many risque moments in. in yeah, Napoleon maybe you're right. I guess I just remember the humor being a little more crude. Yeah, I think it might be a one. little more crude. I don't know. Um, but they both have a very similar style, which I think for these movies work for me. It's it's like when I I know I know I'm in a certain mood when I put a movie like this on, which I'm kind of shocked that they haven't gone on to do anything anything else that was as big as those two um because since then i mean i know they've worked on some stuff but i've never seen any of the stuff that they made right i guess we should move on to fun facts then yeah we can do some fun facts uh nacho libre came out in 2006 its runtime is an hour and 32 minutes and it was directed and written by jared hess who as we've been talking about also did napoleon dynamite uh, a movie called Gentleman Broncos. And let's see, a couple episodes of TV here and there. The Last Man on Earth, Murder Among the Mormons. And yeah, that's yeah. about it. Yeah, the, the LDS Church probably brought him on after his career to make him make relatable movies for young men and women in the church. Looks like that's a Netflix movie or Netflix TV series. Murder Among the Mormons was yeah. really... Um, anti kind of anti church kind of oh. series. You know, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I really don't have a solid grasp as what their their background in Mormons is. I I just know when we were being shown this movie, all of our leaders would always say, "Oh, the director of this is Mormon," mm-hmm. and so I just kind of assumed that. I haven't looked up anything on that since. So for all I know, he could have been excommunicated or something for something. So I don't know. I think uh, I think he started looking into and murder among the Mormons, as I remember it, is is about a guy um, that was selling fake Mormon um, like books and antiquities to the church and got caught up in uh, owing people money and ended up i can't remember if he was if he was killed 
or if he um, tried to kill himself. I can't remember exactly, but I know that he was selling fake antiquities to the church and that there was a, there was a conspiracy within the church there. Yeah, it looks they, like so it's, it's a three-episode series. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of anti-church because it's it, showing like a, a layer of corruption in the Mormon church? Um, not so much in the Mormon church, but in the dealing of antiquities and stuff. The dealing of of uh, believing that these these um, these Bibles and writings of people were real and well, selling Joseph them Smith as real. Living off of that, he made a religion off of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it kind of exposes that. I think. Interesting. Yeah. Any other fun facts, Jose? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, other than th- this, the idea for the film is based on a real uh, priest who became a luchador. Oh, um, to that's raise fun. money to raise money for for his church for you know for so the that, or- so it is, for the orphans for the orphans. <laughs> yeah, so it is based in some like like very loosely on somebody from the church becoming a luchador. To raise money. And that's cool. That makes me like it even more. I may even up yeah, my up my rating because of that fact. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I did not know that. I, yeah, I, I've always... And then what I've always... Something that I've, has always stuck with me is that the Nacho Libre mask is always on sale. Like, there are places that sell luchador masks. Like, in Mexican shops and all that. Like it's always there, and I think it's this like funny, like a, a acceptance of the film that they have that they're willing to sell this mask of not even a real luchador. Like it's always his mask amongst the mask of real luchadors. So I've I've always found that that was interesting that they just you know they they've taken this character and and enjoyed it. Well, I I mean regardless of what someone thinks of Jack Black's involvement in this i is it not because it seems like a very genuine representation of mexico in a way of of like the locations they shot at and and sort of it, it was the filmed in, the in mexico it. yeah it was mm-hmm. filmed in oaxaca um the other thing that i like about like how it's filmed is that it's in mexico and it doesn't have that orange tint <laughs> that <laughs> most movies in mexico have like it's yeah. just it's, it's just a movie colorful. in Mexico, not a movie. It's not like L.A. with a tint, and then yeah. it's Mexico. Yeah, and I guess comparing it to Wes Anderson too, it 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 has like the playful, colorful, symmetrical vibe of all those which are normally like American sets or, or European sets or places where you kind of normally associate that kind of color tone to. So, on top of having Mexico normally portrayed in a yellow tint, and having like that playfulness and colorful, like style to it in, in Mexico, I think is, is, is fresh. And, and for, for people who would watch this and not normally see that representation of their culture as, as ridiculous as this is, I, I take it as all in good fun. And this is coming from a Mexican. So, you know, take that as you will. But, uh, yeah, no, I think that, I think it's a, it's an interesting representation of, of that culture too. And, and I, I've always appreciated that it's a movie set in Mexico that doesn't fixate on like how poor the community is. Um, right, which is which is a very common thing uh, for anything really said in Mexico, 
just to focus on how poor and 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 just desolate that the country is and and that's just not the case it's a country full of culture and and color and 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 all of this and and i think the movie does that well because yeah it is just a colorful movie in general yeah and they kind of hop around different um a lot of different uh I guess areas of where they are too, because you kind of have like that country pool club where they steal one of the the tablecloths from. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then <laughs> you see like the wealthy manor, and then you see the area where where um the cheaps are stolen. Where it kind of goes on all the different variations of 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 locations, which is is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. the The whole town. You don't just mm-hmm. get one part of the town. You get the whole town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a quick question on on luchadors in general. Are those are those um are those wrestling matches? I, rigged isn't the right word. What what's the right word? Are, are uh, they performances? Are they performances as much um, as it is in America? I think modern day, yes. Um, but I think. In the older sense, like they they were not, they were more, they were definitely. Um, is that me? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I definitely think they they were more about the fighting and all of that. Um, but it still had like it's, it's very similar because there's definitely luchadors, who went on to become actors, in in Mexico, like. But and not actors as like in a traditional sense, like they're playing their luchador persona in a film. I remember as a like kid, Ramsey's Ramsey's himself as a wrestler, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember as a kid, me and my dad would watch this movie about luchadors fighting zombies, <laughs> and and the the guys playing the luchadors in the movies were real life luchadors. Um. But yeah, so it, it's definitely a huge part of of their culture, and I, I don't think it's it's as performance based back then, at least. Like an older, where I'm more aware of this movie, I assume is is set than it is now. Right. Yeah, because they use a lot of moves that I'm familiar with on, like I guess, like whatever American shows that I've watched, like WWE and stuff, where like the the move that takes out Nacho. In like the second to last match he does, like the 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 match before the exhibition. Oh yeah, no no way would hurt him. Like it, it's it's totally like a move that's that showed to sell it because mm-hmm. right. yeah, it's where you hang some upside down, and you you fall on your knees, and it looks like you landed on their neck, but no way was there any connection. That's a pile like, driver, right? Isn't that a powder? Oh, is that the term? I think so. Um, if it's a pile driver, like that's a move that you would see in like any other professional wrestling, but it's never like. It's a tombstone pile driver. Oh, I had it set aside because I knew it was going to come up. We're <laughs> um, that type of movie, you know. It's not really. It's not used to do harm. It's it's, it's used to sell something. But right. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in the like obviously like in at least in this universe that that's not the case. Like, you know, they're trying to hurt themselves. Yeah. Um, I'm one of the cinematographers, Xavier Grobit. Grobet, Grobe, Grobe. Um, he also did Before Night Falls, Focus, Mother and Child. He did a few episodes of The Watchmen show on HBO, and he did Whiskey Fa- Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Um, 
I watched Whiskey Fang Tango <laughs> Whiskey Fango Talks Trot on a plane, and it was okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I haven't seen the show Watchmen. It's okay. It shot yeah. really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I've heard yeah, good things. Good. I think I think this movie is shot pretty well for a Nickelodeon movie. It's got really good style to it. It's got decent lighting and good colors. I like it. It does look like a Nickelodeon movie though. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know what a Nickelodeon movie is. But I have to think, what are other Nickelodeon movies? The SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, real quick. I'm going to look up some Nickelodeon movies. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, the whole movie is very bright. And um, obviously, except for like the luchador scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The matches. Which still have a really good uh, look to them as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely some parts where like the moves don't connect. Like the punches and all of that. Yeah. But for the most part, the 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 stunts aren't too bad either. Yeah, the fights are great. The fights yeah. are, are, are wonderful. Yeah. There's not too many cuts and it doesn't feel choppy or anything. Um yeah, I, I I've always enjoyed that. How like much the the fights like how much I enjoy them. Yeah, yeah. So some some Nickelodeon movies before this. There's Good Burger. There's um all the animated movies. The first series of unfortunate events movie. Um, after this was Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging and Hotel for Dogs. Uh, hotel so for those dogs. Those are all. Yeah. yeah, man, a whole hotel for dogs. I watched that movie with my dad, and it was—I uh, felt bad for taking him to it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember after it, I was like, "Oh my god, is he gonna think I don't? I, I watch bad movies." <laughs> but yeah, I guess this looks like a Nickelodeon movie. But but I think it, I think it looks good for a Nickelodeon movie. Yeah. I think what I equate with Nickelodeon movies is that bright. Um, brightly lit outdoorsy kind of um happy feeling you get yeah. from watching yeah 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 th- that's something i like I, that's probably where i first watched this movie to be honest probably on nickelodeon yeah did they did, like not in the theaters because i know i saw at least a jimmy neutron movie in the theaters and that was a good time I don't know what have gotten my parents to take me to go see this. Because my parents you don't think really this would have been something they they would. My parents really weren't like uh, we're gonna go see this like movie that we've never heard about. They're like, okay, we'll go watch the Disney movies. We'll go watch the action movies that my dad likes. Yeah, well, yeah. this was um, up against what Cars, Mission Impossible Three, um, around that time, right? Um, so there were other movies during that time that you would have probably been taken to. This is better than both of those. So I don't, was, I don't know that it's better than Cars. Movies, <laughs> I think so. It came out also. Uh, Superman Returns also came around that time. Yeah, I I think I remember seeing that in theaters. Because and then that would make sense because my dad would recognize the you know Superman. He's like, let's go watch this movie. Because that's how it was with my family. Just 
anything that sounds recognizable, we would go and watch it, not knowing whether it's good or not. You wouldn't recognize the costume of Nacho Libre and think that's <laughs> Superman. It's same colors, right? Same colors. <laughs> yeah, with, and with I, a cape. I I think yeah. I saw cars in theaters too. I don't like cars. Really? I don't like cars. I think it's a boring movie. I I enjoy it a lot. Wow. Wow. I don't know. I think Cars is is the most consistent bad movies that Pixar has. I I, 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 I will agree that the Fight second me. one is not good, but I think the first one is pretty good. I think I the three, planes though. spinoffs were is the best one. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Did they make multiple planes? Uh, I think they, they only made one planes. Yeah, but then there were. I think there were other. There was other stuff on the on the Disney Channel with. Oh, the, they made like uh, a, t- a short TV series. I yeah. Think. What are they like fighting in World War Two or something? I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> What's the whole thing of planes? Uh, anything with I have a problem like with Thomas it, the it Tank. It takes place in the same universe. Yeah, I have problems with with talking inanimate objects. Does it like remind you of your own mortality? And and planes and Thomas the Tank Engine, all of that. Thomas the Tank Engine what just about just Toy looks Story? like Satan evil nightmare fuel for me. The faces on Thomas the Tank, I will admit, look terrifying. But Jose I, did bring up a good question. What do you think about Toy Story? Yeah, does that bother you? Not not so much because they naturally have faces. Like the stuff that doesn't naturally have okay. a face kind of is weird to me. So um, Autopia at Disneyland, you you walk away from that. And that's terrifying to you. They don't have cars. Um, oh, right. Only the graphics walking up have the faces and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Never mind then. Yeah. Well, those, it used I to mean, be Chevron. It used to be uh, sponsored by Chevron, right? Right. You want to go on the Chevron Disneyland? Yeah. Ride? <laughs> but the cars, the the cars, and the cars ride. At um, California Adventure, like I don't, I don't look at their eyes on the windshields. Like it, it's, it's like weird. It's weird. I do like that that one, uh, the one ride where they dance. The cars the, dance. Like Luigi's. Luigi uh, and uh, oh, yeah. that's yeah. a fun ride. That's yeah. a fun ride. Yeah, the, that's Mater, Mater's ride, right? No, no, no. Because no, Mater the, has his ride, and then Luigi has its own ride. Oh, yeah. I haven't been to the Luigi one. I've only been to the Mater one. Yeah, it's it's like Luigi I think it's right fun. next door, actually. Oh, um, I, did, I they actually play music and all the there. cars dance. Mm-hmm. All the cars dance. So you're doing like a line dance, and the cars are dancing with each other. It's a it's a um a track an underneath track system. Um, ah. so all the cars move like they, they look like they're moving independent of every, every all the other cars. Yeah. It's really cool. I like yeah. it. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I go check that out next time. Yeah. Um, I think it's time for my character corner. Sure. Go yeah, for let's it. Do it. Let's do it. So we have Nacho Libre, also known as Ignacio. Um, we have his, his partner, uh, es, Esquel- Escalito? Escaleto. Escal- Escaleto. Okay. Do you know his first Escaleto? name? I actually didn't know he had a first name. 
Mark. No. Steven. He says it actually a decent number of times. Yeah, he says it a lot, especially towards yeah. the end. Yeah. He doesn't really call him Esqueleto, like, except for like when they're in the ring, maybe. But anything outside of the ring, I think he only calls him Steven. Steven. Oh, I don't know why I didn't get that. I think I was so focused on trying to get the last name and I was thinking like, (laughs) oh, Escalator. (laughs) I I just kind of, when I think about um, Nacho and Escalator, Escalado? Escalado. I'm guessing you know what it means. Escalado? I actually don't. Skeleton. Skeleton. Okay, okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, when, when I think of both of them, I think of like the first announcer for their first one, where the guy's just, Nacho and Escalado. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the cut to them. Yeah. <laughs> it kills me it's every time. Like the crop yeah. Top. <laughs> Yeah, I there's there's some great awkward framing with just weird looking people, and and I think that's shown off the most in the final, like the second to last match, where it's like the all at once, where it's doing all of their like their their stats and stuff, and yeah, and I, I think I think that's one of my favorite things about this is just the sh- how they show off this all these weird characters in in make them just look so ridiculous, but but fun at the same time. Yeah. The the costumes are definitely good in this movie. I think mm-hmm. definitely deserves the the costume department deserves some praise. And when I saw the end cast of wrestlers in that all in one match, I thought like, man, I wanted to see a movie with all these guys like <laughs> hashing it out because some of them look like look fantastic. I would have liked to have seen them fight their way up instead of a yeah. big yeah. fight. Yeah, yeah, like a tournament. That would that would have yeah. been great. Yeah. That would have been really good to watch, especially because I wanted I, I just wanted to to know a little bit more about their move sets, you know, to see uh see what uh their signature know, moves. To, yeah, I'm trying to think of what some of the best signature moves were. <laughs> I like Escaletos who's just standing kick. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So who else's names do we have? We have Encarnacion. Nice. Uh we have Chancho. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramses, yep, is the big bad. Uh, who who else's name should I know? I'm kind of blanking. Who, um, who owns the? I guess who's his he, manager? Yeah, the manager, the big guy. Oh, um, Ramses's manager. Yeah, yeah. The, I actually didn't know they named him. Well, he's the manager of everything, right? He uh, not he's, just Ramses. He's, mani- he's his manager and owns the arenas. Yeah. Miguel. No. No. Hector. No. Ramsey's. Our, our name. Our name? Yeah. Ricky. Rictavio. <laughs> <laughs> no. Richard. It's, it, it's Ramon. Ramon, okay. <laughs> Senor. Senor Ramon. Ramon. Uh, what's then, the name of. Well, okay, no, say what. I was gonna say the only other one I think you like need to know is like the the other orphan kid who asked for the salad. I also didn't know they named him. What's his name? Juan Pablo. Juan Pablo. Okay. And then can you do you think you can name any other luchador in the movie? 
I know the what, the El Chino was one of them, right? <laughs> yeah, the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> well, there um, was a there couple was like, of good ones. Yeah, there was like the in, there was like the invisible guy or something. Wow. Was was that not his name? The one with the black suit and like he had like the whole oh, black no. black get up and no. I'm telling you, uh, what was his He's name? Silencio, right? Silencio. Uh, yeah. I, I, I thought invisible means someone disappeared and silence means sound disappeared. So I got invisible. <laughs> well, his man. his whole mouth is covered. It's just his eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you have uh, El Snowflake. And then the the two uh, the two fighters the Satan's caveman (laughs) the Satan's caveman yeah that's good those freaked me out as a kid I still don't understand them are they supposed to be some otherworldly demons yeah I don't know but it's spooky I never (laughs) I never enjoyed it because they're not humans they have some crazy moves man they fly (laughs) through the air and shit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and and yeah just stacking on the choreography like their choreography of them flying around and being thrown around just looked looked really good yeah i really like that it's fight fun fighting yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he throws him off and 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 uh es- oh, dang it escalette <laughs> yeah escaletto yeah. mm-hmm. uh escaletto celebrating and then they throw the audience members throw him back onto him <laughs> 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 that's great well, who was the who was the fighter who was like kind of doing the splits dance moves and like kicking the guy who was who was against the corner and that, that was second El Snowflake. Match? El Snowflake. That was that was so good. <laughs> well, if that's all the names, then uh, I guess I I guess I, I you know I kind of succeeded. You, yeah, you did corner. really well. Yeah, that was pretty good. Excellent. Yeah. Well, there's there's gotta, a man there's a man that is always in the audience that that roots for for Nacho. Do you know what his name is? Oh, is does he is it just like a credits name? Yeah. They don't ever call him. They don't ever call him by name. But he's in so many scenes. Like he's in every fight yeah. scene. Yeah. Um he's like what, silently what cheering him? for them. What do they name him? Ashen Face Man, right? Ashen Face? Ashen Face Man. What does that mean? I actually didn't know this. Yeah. What does Ashen Face mean? It means he's his face is ashen like he's i don't know like he's washed out old but he doesn't look ashen to me yeah that that doesn't that's doesn't make sense to me i thought they would yeah i don't know but that's what they named that's what they named him because i looked i looked up his name because he's he's always rooting for them and he seems like <laughs> this background character but he has this distinctive look about him yeah that uh and he's he's their fan from day one. Yeah, yeah, from that yeah, first I fight. I love it. Yeah, I wish they would have been able to meet or something. <laughs> he's always so disappointed when they lose. Like he starts yeah. cheering, and then he like slowly, yeah, lowers his hands. Uh, there's one moment with the subtitles where I was like really confused. Where in the first match, Nacho points at the ashen faced man, and he says, "You." I will come. <laughs> I don't understand what he was supposed to be saying. Is that the same scene where he's telling him to save him a piece of the corn? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Not him, yeah. but like he's telling somebody. Somebody like, else. Send me, a piece, of- send me a piece of that corn. <laughs> corn. The, the, 
<laughs> the editing's not the best. Um, <laughs> there's like I noticed like um, when during their second fight, I think um, when when the orphans are watching the match on the TV and Chancho gets up to block the TV, right? When he's sitting down, he has a pink shirt, and then when he gets up, he has a tank top. Like oh, there's like oh. a super blatant, like just poor editing. I did not. But he's that. like when he's watching the TV, he had. Yeah, I noticed it for the first time yesterday, and I've seen this movie probably thirty times. Wow, I wonder if he just like he he in between the shots he takes <laughs> his shirt off really fast and he has a tank top. I, I have no it. idea, but yeah, it goes. It cuts from him wearing a pink like shirt. Like a t-shirt to just a tank top when he's blocking the TV. Wow. And I never noticed it before. I respect his I respect his attempt to to keep Nacho's dignity, you know? Well, not, Chancho's not, one yeah. of my favorite characters, with, yeah. without a doubt. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah. I would have liked to have had more scenes with the kids. Yeah, I would have too. Yeah. But ultimately like, at the end when when he sees Chancho and 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 Encarnacion, like, at the match. I think, obviously, those are the two people that matter the most to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth, it's worth like, the two-minute-long slow-motion shot that it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long scene. <laughs> I, kept, I kept asking in that final fight with Ramsey's, like, isn't he down? Like, isn't that the time? When do they start counting? Oh, he's not, you like, mean out of the ring? Well, well don't, isn't it just the pin? Like, it's a certain amount of time pinned? Yeah, but it's a, it's a specific pin. Like just having uh, your foot on somebody's chest like that isn't a pin. Yeah. Okay. You're either yeah. out, like you're knocked out, or you get pinned. I don't understand the pins. Um, pin like your your limbs have to be like held in place. Yeah. Usually your shoulders have to be touching the mat. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like to be on the floor, like yeah. with his foot. Was Ramsey's? Do you think that pin on Ramsey's was? Were were his shoulders touching the ground? Yeah, it seemed, you know it seemed the, a little. The last, the last, the last fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had him. He had him bent to where his his neck and his shoulders were on the ground. Okay, we're back on the ground. Yeah, he busted out a lot of new moves in that in that fight. Yeah. Yeah, he it's, even, it's he even flies. Yeah, that that is so funny. <laughs> See, the, and this is where this is where the movie kind of fails me. Is I would have liked to have seen his his fighting develop, like him try these moves and then completely fail, um, and and lose confidence and then regain his confidence and then try the moves and they succeed. I agree. I could have done it with one more montage of him learning moves yeah. or like trying moves. Cause there's yeah. the one montage, which is, I think is, is hilarious. His sudden, yeah. His sudden rise to skill level to match Ramsey was yeah. like, it's super confusing. Cause you just, it's one of those things where you just have to assume like, okay, I guess he got actual Eagle power. And like that's, <laughs> that's what he's doing. I, I, how I've always, cause I was trying to think about this movie like last night, like in a more like, you know, like more critical sense. Um, and for me, like I always just took, like, I guess without thinking about it, I always just took it as, it wasn't until he started fighting for other people instead of himself that like the eagle powers or, or God or whatever is, is what actually started working. Mm -hmm. 
Like that's how I've, I think always have looked at it. It didn't, his eagle powers didn't work until he stopped fighting for himself. That's, that's a good, that's a good way to, yeah. way to put mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And it, cause it only happens after he sees Encarnacion and Chancho. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. And God more or less tells him in the church to, to fight whenever he catches him on fire and he was running out of <laughs> right, the church. Yeah. yeah. And he has to reveal that he's naturally brave to everybody. And no one knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I saw something a while ago on like Twitter and it's like Nacho Libre did the Star Lord Who joke before Guardians of the Galaxy did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they yeah. <laughs> Who? Yeah. Yeah, Nacho Nacho because you're you were saying like and everything he says like is is just genuinely quotable from this like and and i think specifically his interactions with encarnacion which are just like they all have like classic classic lines where uh i'll do i'll do the the um the uh, when encarnacion asks where his where his uh robes went and he'll just say they stinky and then i'll do the butt thing like i'll do that i'll do that around tiffany and <laughs> yeah i just i i love their interactions because it's just um i don't know it's just it's just quotable they're they're perfectly awkward and 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 i think really funny together yeah i I, or um the one i quote sometimes is when he when they're first talking and eating toast really quietly um and i'll always i always say puppies poopies just because of this movie. <laughs> poopies. My favorite animal yeah. is poopies. <laughs> yeah, there, there's just so many things I don't even notice that I I catch myself saying sometimes that are just from this movie. Um I, I haven't even decided what my favorite quote's gonna be because it could honestly be any line in this movie. Mm-hmm. Let's get down to the nitty greedy. <laughs> <laughs> the nitty greedy. <laughs> Is it one I, of those things where, like, you ex- you assume the orphans are going to become friars? Or was that just something that he decided to do himself? It seemed to me like he was forced into it as a kid because they they catch him as a kid and then they put him in the robes and they force him to cook. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think it's because he was, like, wanted to be a luchador as a kid. Like, that was his, like, in a way, punishment. That they were just like, oh, you need to be saved more, more yeah. so than others. So you need to <laughs> right. serve God in this way. Yeah. Are are those sort of celibacy um, vows able to be broken? Like, is it a thing where once you do the vow, like you're fucked? You can't get fucked? No, you can break. You can, you can break. I think you from, just get excommunicated. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? So like, if you break that vow, like you can't be a part of the church? You can still I, be I a part of the church. You just can't be uh, a priest a or a nun. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like you can't like say you're going to be a priest, go fuck and then come back and say, never mind. I didn't like it that much. I'll be a priest <laughs> again. <laughs> well, weren't they talking about like taking that celibacy requirement away? They should. Yeah. 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 
that's one of those it, things that just kind of weird because you have to give your whole soul to God, right? It also kind of just leads to. I think there is a, there's a, there's been studies where it just leads to more sexual abuse. It really leads to repressed yeah. sexuality, and and yeah. then it it comes out in other ways that are less than healthy. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you know, that makes him and the other friar. Um, very horny. It wasn't always that way in, in the church. It wasn't always that way in the Catholic church. There were many popes that had children. Yeah. Um, it just became that, that way. That's interesting. Uh, dark ages, I think kind of honestly. Yeah. I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. We're, we're just like, they were getting too many babes and they just said, all right, we got to stop this right now. Um, no selling themselves as holier than thou uh um we are without sin um that's like mortal sin so you we can tell you what to do now kind of thing and like the idea that like sex is the ultimate temptation right and so you know you, you yeah you take that with what brandon's saying about being holier than thou it seems like the the obvious thing to give up to elevate yourself on a different spiritual plane. Yeah. But it makes no sense. No. Yeah. And and I like that the movie makes the other like friar like a super horny guy. What's his name? Guillermo? Is that his name? I, I don't think they name him. I think his name I think, is Guillermo. I think his name is somewhere, but I think they only refer to him as Oh, I think something. it's... Uh, Nunez, Segundo Nunez. Mm. Nunez. Hmm. Um, yeah, because he was getting kind of hot for um, Incarnacion. Yeah. Yeah, his um his introduction to her uh was funny too. Like, <laughs> and it's just the way his mustache is. That's what I was saying, Jose. You should get yours done that way. <laughs> Yeah, where he only has the sides, the sides oh, grown out right here. I, I honestly yeah. had never noticed that until it looks like I a catfish. <laughs> <laughs> is that a common way to do that, or is that I, just to make I've him? I've never funny? seen that. I think it was yeah. just to make him look funny. As yeah, a kid, well, I thought his hair was like a toupee too. Yeah, just it the looks way like he it. always like parts it like this. Yeah, it's too. It's too. Uh, it clings too perfectly. Yeah. And it's very, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There. I remember as a kid the scene where they're leaving the party, and um, Escaleto throws the corn in the guy's eye. Yeah. Just always felt so <laughs> out of place for me as a kid. It's. It completely <laughs> takes you by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, and then like it just cuts away and you don't even know what happened. <laughs> but as a kid, I, that always stood out to me. Yeah. He, he threw that with a hell of a force because <laughs> it makes such a huge, huge hole in his eye. You're right. It, it, and it's reflected on him putting the eye out of the doll beforehand too. Oh, you're it's right. the exact oh, yeah. same eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but was, they're too was, close together, so the foreshadowing doesn't really work. No, yeah. but, but him, <laughs> yeah. him, him sticking his finger through the doll's eye, and then uh, Senor Ramon's daughter saying, "I forgive you," <laughs> <laughs> and him running oh, from that's her. Hilarious. 
<laughs> through, through the little tunnel. <laughs> How did you get up here so fast? Through the tunnels. <laughs> what does it say? Secret tunnel? Secret tunnels. There's like this giant hole in the wall. <laughs> that, that party had a lot of nice layers of, of just great fun to it like when it first the way they had to get in was was a struggle and then he's like let uh, go of my blouse <laughs> yeah and, I, and like i went when uh escaletta was being pushed up he was just he did not even care to look back at nacho until no. nacho was like wait what about me <laughs> yeah um, but yeah then the interaction with with uh senor ramon and then uh yeah the interaction with his daughter and then nacho playing in the in the in the band there's a lot of good good uh, stuff at the party yeah yeah i feel like when you when you cast jack black in something you have to give an excuse for him to do his his singing voice in his, some his rigagoo kind of stuff yeah, yeah. Or that's when he completely sheds any persona he's been putting on for the movie like, he just becomes jack, jack black, black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah at least at least at the song in the party he's like singing to ramses the song before the final match he's singing staring at the camera yeah yep. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, excuses for jack black to just be jack black in a movie yeah and that's why that's why uh something like uh school of rock works so well because he can be jack black you know he doesn't have to put on any kind of persona as well Mm -hmm. like there's no like he, he sings really well yeah yeah um have you guys ever heard his star spangled banner no it's pretty good and it's not like Ooh. super jack black either like he just sings it how it should be where where did he sing it uh it was it was a while ago it was like at a wnba game or something okay yeah i, I gotta look that up i i love his voice it's it's funny when it needs to be but it's also just a good voice like it's yeah. funny seeing him to go from tenacious d to be the kids choice award <laughs> shining student. Yeah, I would look yeah. it up. It, it, I think yeah. it's a good a good version of it. Mm-hmm. He goes from from doing cock push-ups to uh to hosting <laughs> the kids choice awards. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's just got I think any any he's just got the type of personality that any child would look at and immediately think like that's the fun guy and that's the guy I want to watch and listen to for the rest of my life yeah. just because of the way he portrays himself. Cause he because he's fun. Mm-hmm. He's just fun. Um yeah. Yeah. His yeah. his his visual comedy is is on par with uh <sighs> <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> oh, there you go. Buster, Buster Keaton. Yeah, Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin. He is the modern version of that. He's Larry Curley and Moe all wrapped into one person. Into one. <laughs> that's a better that's a better one, I think. Um I, I just like how this movie feels fun. Like it even feels like the cast is having fun making it. And and I, that's something I mention a lot, especially in the podcast, just that for me, 
elevates a movie when it feels like the people making the movie are having fun too. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Especially with him and, and Escaleto, like their scenes together are, are especially the montage scenes. Like they just feel like they're meant to be together in those moments. Right. And one thing that completely sticks out to me is it was like, um, I think it's, it's when uh, he brings like the second poster to him and, but he like slaps his back and he has like a bunch of bee stings or something on him and he like yeah. screams <laughs> and he's like oh and he puts the poster no it's when he gives the uh the, the costume design in front of him yeah yeah, and, yeah. The, and then he looks at it and, and he goes from screaming just to go Oh, <laughs> just something about that interaction is so great and i i just like that you see him sewing later like you yeah. see him making it and and yeah. Um, and then he makes his clothes for the party. <laughs> yeah, the quilt, his quilted jacket and stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's an unsung skill of his. He needs to start a fashion shop. Yeah. Well, he does pick up nice. His teeth. Uh, he gets his teeth done and stuff. And his uh, toes. And his toenails. We see his toenails <laughs> get done, but we don't see his teeth get done. No. <laughs> That's a much deeper problem. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do we have other churchy opportunities to pursue? Churchy? Yeah. Isn't that what he says? Uh, I have I have other churchy opportunities when he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Their little like fight that they have when they get back from the party where they just hold each other by the shoulders for like 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> That always yeah. was was funny to me how ridiculous like they looked. Oh, when he throws when he throws his corn on the ground. No, after oh. that, um, but also that too. Yeah, it's it's like they're holding each other's shoulders and it's like they're pushing each other, but it's building up to an explosion and they both push each other away at the last second. And then he's mm. like, "I hate orphans." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hate all orphans. I hate all, yeah. orphans. all the orphans in the whole you and your world. Stupid <laughs> orphans. <laughs> yeah, it was nice seeing uh, uh, Nacho take the kids into town and just kind of showing them everything and say like. Oh, there's there's the crazy lady, and, and there's where I, that's where I get your uh, day old chips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then him him, and it's weird seeing Ramsey and the uh, the the Satan's um, cavemen hanging out <laughs> together. Right, they all go to the seeing same them, gym. Yeah, seeing them out in public, yeah. like that with like with their masks on, or or I don't even know what those are. I don't know if they're masks or if they're real. Um, <laughs> that's just what they look like yeah yeah is i would have liked to have seen ramses be unmasked unmasked at the end uh mm. i don't know because ram is it ramses doesn't try to unmask him just the cavemen right no ramses unmasks him in the final match yeah he does does he so I guess Turner Bout would be fair play. And and also like you, you look at Ramses, who's someone who will not take off his mask. Mm -hmm. And and you look at Nacho as a child who did not take off his mask until he was forced to by the by the, the until friars. it was taken from him, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's such a it's such a personal thing where like keeping it on is such a is a, such a huge deal where like 
bringing him down to Nacho's level of being like, all right, you need to get your, you need to check yourself, buddy, because you're not nearly as good as you think you are. And then taking off the mask would have been like a nice one. We got to see who this guy is. And two, you got to, you got to bring him down a level. You know, I think it'd be a good way to, to hurt him in a personal way that might lead to a change. Yeah. I don't know. I think the movie wraps up so quickly that there's no reason to give him like any sort of like, any more character development or redemption or anything like that. Yeah. They just put such a big emphasis on, on, on Nacho being unmasked. And I know that's because the first time it's because he didn't want to be known. But mm-hmm. then the second time I felt like it was, it was, you know, it was, it was big enough where it's kind of, it's purposeful for Nacho. I would have, I would have liked to seen that humiliation for Ramses as well, but yeah. I loved Ramses as a uh, pregame. <laughs> It's a lot of fucking oil, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of oil they rub what on him. What does he say? His eyes are the best, right? He says... His legs are the best. Le- <laughs> <laughs> He's just staring him right in the eyes. <laughs> the way that, like, his... His, like, eyes and mouth look through the holes... It's just, I, I always laugh whenever oh, I see yeah. him like out in public in a regular suit with like the mask <laughs> on. His, his lips are just like pursed outside of the hole. He just looks so funny. Um, something I, I did want to mention. I think the soundtrack for this movie is is great. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a a quality. It's in the my top ten for best soundtracks. It's fantastic. Um, the the reuse yeah. of uh, re- real religious man is mm-hmm. is amazing the way they bring it back and and they tie it back to the to the beginning is fantastic. Yeah. And and one song especially I know I already talked about the scene but for some reason like the switch between um the switch between scenes and then the song that plays while it's introducing all the different wrestlers in that all together ma- uh, match. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. That's just the like the way that it looks visually with like the stats next to it and the music is yeah. a great is a great feel. It's a it's very odd, but I I loved that. I know, yeah, I, I, I know, I know that Danny Elfman scored it, and then there was well, a and and Beck, and Beck, yeah, yeah. And there was a big to do about that. Who's Beck? Um, he's he's the guy that uh, sang the song "I'm a Loser, Baby," so why don't you kill me? Mm. Yeah. But he scored it. He was originally wanted, and then the the studio said no. Danny Elfman's doing it, so Danny Elfman did it. But then they put Beck songs in there as well, and then there was a big Danny Elfman. But the Beck, Beck songs do. aren't on the soundtrack, I think. Yeah, yeah. Here, Beck didn't get credit, but Beck's songs are still in the movie. Yeah, it was this whole thing. I I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good soundtrack. Yeah, I I definitely noticed the soundtrack more than the score itself. I can't really think of the score moments that were good. Were any of those songs like original for the movie? Ah, uh, that um, I don't know. I don't know. Like real, real religious man. Besides the one that Jack Black sings, or the two that he sings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey set the party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems like it was just made up right on the spot. Like Jack back riff, riffing. Yeah, there's probably no no script to that one at all. Yeah. 
I think Holy Man might be um, written for the movie. I could I could see that. That that's the one I'm talking about, right? The a real religious man. Cause, well, there's two songs. There's one song called Religious Man and one called Holy Man. Oh, I bet. I think Holy, Holy Man is the one. Um, that you don't that like gets played again, but I don't think it's on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Or it might be a cover of Religious Man too. I, I'm not sure. It's the reprise. It's the same thing, but they changed Religious Man to Holy Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like the end. Um where he's driving the bus in his blue outfit in his friar mm-hmm. robes. Yeah. He did he did uh buy the bus for the orphans to take them on field trips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I his smile at the end kills me every time. <laughs> his smile it, to Encarnacion. Yeah, it's just such a s- funny and awkward thing. Um I can't imagine like the movie not ending on such an awkward note like that. Yeah. His, his devotion to the orphans is, is, is always great. It's a good, it's a good, um, it's a good pull for him. Like, uh, I guess to, to have his purpose throughout it and, and tie back to, it. especially knowing how much you, people love Chancho and, and, and how sweet he is. You, you want that side of him to succeed a lot. And, and I like his interactions with them. I think they're all, he has really good interactions with them. Even um, the one that sticks out to me is when they're fighting and he comes back and he's like, you, you know, I, like I've never, I've never been sure if he's like only giving them advice because Encarnacion is there and he wants to like look like that's what he does normally or if he always does it. I've never been clear about that but it's when he says i love it i get to lay in a bed all by myself all of my life <laughs> <laughs> he just he, he doesn't even realize like how comedic he's being i think like nacho at least yeah but incarnacion does like she yeah. kind of notices she's like oh oh i get get up at 5 a.m and make soup <laughs> <laughs> yeah life life why is life devoted to God so boring? Why is God boring? Why can't God be fun? Why can't like life devoted to God be like, I don't know, like probably like Christian rock groups probably have a great life. Why can't, <laughs> why can't these places be more like a Christian rock ensemble, you know? Well, I think fun is where you find it. No. <clears throat> Not making soup at five in the morning, but that's your that's your 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 churchy duties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. It's that's better than dead guy duty. It, it yeah yeah. I I would I would think there's good and bad. I mean there are there are times where I'm sure that on slow days priests play a game of Monopoly or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I and and that wouldn't be something that we would see normally. You know, I know yeah. I, I I have played uh, the game Secret Hitler with 
Catholic priests before. So <laughs> I know they do play games. Um, even fun games, you know. And they drink a lot. <laughs> yeah. So. But, I mean, there's a level of fun to be had. It's a matter of finding it. And finding your own fun. I'm, I'm sure people that, that dedicate their lives to... to scripture and stuff find fun in scripture they find they find fun in talking to members of the congregation and spreading the word of god i guess well i think that's what it's ultimately meant to be right finding not fun in in these like on the things found in this world but it's fun in in dedication and in that in that serving God, like that's what it's supposed to be. Like you're you're the you're not supposed to be looking for fun. You're supposed to be serving God. I think is is what the the idea is. You've given up your personal fulfillment for God, and that should be enough. I, I think is is what the mentality is for the most part. Yeah, you got to respect that that devotion and discipline to that it's it's a commitment yeah yeah do we want to move on to quotes i think we could just start reading the script and call it good (laughs) (laughs) yeah script reading uh jose let's start with you um uh you still haven't chosen (laughs) no I'll, i'll i'll pick the one that i i'll pick this one because my dad says it the most and he says a lot. He quotes this movie a lot. Um, maybe if you guys don't say it, I'll, I'll say a couple of the other ones that I really like. But it's when they're, it's right after, it's the meal after the chips have been stolen by Esqueleto. And they're like, like the, they're arguing about the, there's no flavor, there's no spices, where are the chips? And the the older monk or friar or whatever says, silence, brothers. This is the worst lunch I've ever had. <laughs> My dad says that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'd say that's my favorite quote because it just makes me think of my dad. Oh, I love that. That was going to be my quote, too. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Does uh, he Brandon, say that after your mom makes lunch, though? <laughs> no, not, because he not would usually. probably get, get beat. <laughs> it's usually if we go out to try something new and he doesn't oh, like it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he'll say it for any meal, but he'll just say the quote. But yeah. <laughs> uh Brandon, do you want to go next? Um my favorite quote is when Nacho Nacho and uh Esqueleto are talking and Nacho says I'm not listening to you. You only believe in science. That's probably why we never win. And Escaleto says, we never win because you are fat. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like his, he gets a couple of, of zingers, fat joke zingers in there. Yeah. Or his, like at the party when he's when he asked yeah, him to I lift him over I the wall. I can't lift you. You're too fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, what my quote, your book? I'm, I'm just going to piggyback off of yours, Jose, and I'm going to continue the quote. When uh, the other the other friar says, you're, you're useless, Ignacio. Your only job is to cook. Do you not realize that I have had diarrhea since Easter's? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, it's just so good. Wouldn't he be dead? Wouldn't he be completely dehydrated? He, 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 and would, dead? he would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the diarrhea back then was much, much more uh, deadly. Back when? When was this? I have oh, no I idea know. when this is set. Like a couple yeah. decades ago. A couple but, of decades ago, and, diarrhea and I, was it, more hazardous than it is today. Yeah, they're, they're educated at like. There's like, it has to be semi-modern because <laughs> the other quote that I really like is when Nacho's like, beneath the clothes, we find the man. And beneath the man, we find his nucleus. nucleus. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's something that keeps coming up because Escoleto says, I don't believe in God. I believe in science. Yeah. Right. And so that's that, that's that science theme going the, the God versus science. Uh, yeah going throughout which i which i like i appreciate that yeah we didn't even mention stretchy pants no we didn't it's <laughs> another good one yeah or if i eat eggs for breakfast i'll i'll, I'll say those eggs were a lie steven <laughs> <laughs> they give me no ego powers they give me no nutrients <laughs> okay well, let's talk about the 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 stock fart sounds that they added twice oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you think i think the first fart was in the script because it's what makes him turn actually you know what maybe they were both edited in after the fact like because the first one, it might have been just, oh, he made a sound that made Escaletta turn around. Yeah. But maybe after the fact, like, wouldn't it be funny if we made him fart? <laughs> <laughs> and then the second time when he farts before he jumps off the cliff, that that just screams to me, like, let's just add a fart. Like, yeah, let's just add really a fart does. right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe, maybe Jack Black ate too many eggs and he actually did fart. When That's a jumped. clear fart. It's, uh, <laughs> I wonder if the him gagging sound was added after the fact, or he's actually gagging. Well, that looked gross. That looked it so gross. Yeah. yeah, it looked gross. I don't want to do that. You don't want to act in something that you have to drink the, the I, yolk of a. I egg. don't want to eat raw eggs. <laughs> it's like eating snot. It's, it's like, gonna happen well, it's one like day, Brandon. Swallowing a goober that you've it could, hacked up from your lungs. It could happen next week. Yeah. Maybe you just jinxed us, Brandon. We're gonna watch Rocky next week. <laughs> There's also that uh I don't know how well you guys know Rocky, but the after, during the training montage, there's a direct callback to Rocky three. I've never seen any Rocky, so I don't know. Um, yeah, one of during the training montage, there's like a direct like callback to that movie. What what part is it? Uh, it's when they're running in slow motion. Oh, and he's like trying to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah. like the running in slow motion bit is is directly from from that movie. Okay. Yeah, it's directly it's from Rocky sequence. Three. <clears throat> the way it's filmed. <clears throat> mm. 
like the the way the shot looks it, it just it's that it, i know it has to be from that movie i don't remember yeah. rocky three so which one was that that's the, the one where he one. fights mr t oh, okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i only remember one and two as as films those are the best ones how about a meme review jose <clears throat> i'm gonna give this movie two out of two wasted corns amazing <laughs> get that quote out of my face <laughs> <laughs> what about you Brandon I'm giving this movie two Jack Black songs out of two <laughs> <laughs> nice I give this movie um, two dirty elotes out of two <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> he looks so sad too whenever he looks down at his corner. oh yeah he looks so sad it's worth the fight when when Escaleta jumps on him. Absolutely worth the fight. That losing those two corn. Well, because he was bringing him corn out of friendship and compassion, and and he just slaps it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how he just bring a bunch of old men the night before. <laughs> <laughs> With pitchforks that he was going to fight away. <laughs> Let's right, move on uh, to some real reviews. Yeah, I guess we're starting off with you, Blake. All right, I'm giving this movie a solid 7 out of 10. There we go. Um, I don't think it's a particularly fantastic movie, but I could throw this on any day of the week and I would just love having it on. It's it's not something I have to think about while watching. It's something I could have on the background. I could have it right in front of me and I'll, I'll be entertained. I, I think it's infinitely quotable. Um Jack Black is just fantastic. I just, yeah, I th- I think it's a good movie. I, I I I don't walk away from this thinking like, man, that was an amazing movie. But I think it's super fun, and and I'm and I'm happy to watch it over and over again. Brandon. What about you, Brandon? Um, I'm giving it a six out of ten. Um, nice. Mainly because I I I do think it's parts of it are really funny. Parts of it, um, overall, I don't, I don't think to me, it's overall not funny, just in bits and pieces. And I would have liked to have seen the characters developed a little bit more. Um, I would like to see the fights developed a little bit more. I think, I think looking at it, um, being able to stand back and not have, uh, not have seen this before. I can look at it a little, a little more critical. Um, and, and I can see that they hit the mark in certain spots and other spots they didn't like developing the fights, developing the fight scenes, having, having Nacho's progression as a, as a fighter, um, in there to make, you know, to make, to make it kind of make sense. Like his fighting makes sense. Uh, especially the last fight against someone who like Ramsey's, who is, you know, two times his size and weight and, um, muscle, muscle mass. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But, but overall, overall it's, it's, it's a decent movie. It's what I would expect from Nickelodeon and Jack Black, I guess early on. So, Jose, 
Uh, I'm going to give this an, a solid nine out of ten. Uh, it's just a movie that I, I genuinely love. It's it's. It's incredibly rewatchable for me. And it makes me laugh every single time that I watch it. It, it, It's so over the top and ridiculous. And I know that as a film, it's not great. And it has its issues and it's a little. At times childish, but I don't really have a lot of movies that I say that I think are. Could be categorized as childish that I enjoy even now as an adult. I think it's one of the few that still holds up for me. And I think a lot of it has to do with just being able to watch it with my family and, and they love the movie as much as I do. And I think there's few movies that, that all of us watch and enjoy as much as we do this. So nine out of 10. That's a good reason awesome. to give it a nine. Yeah. Having, having that whole family connection to it is, is great. I'm trying to think, I don't know if my family has a movie that we would ever quote to each other, but this is a good one. This is a good one. I think you could use at least one quote from this movie every every day of your life. Yeah, and never never get tired of it. I know. Right. I watch this. I watch this alone with with Tiffany, and um, yeah, we just even even like the week that followed when we watched it, we would just start quoting it to each other because it's just you walk away from it, and and regardless of how good it is, it's just the way that Jack Black says most of it. <laughs> it's just yeah. like okay, I have to say it my way to see how my version of his joke would sound, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it makes it makes it a lot of fun. Yeah. I think uh, I think the quote, I don't believe in God. I believe in science um, fits today very well. I say th- I say that probably the most. I would say. <laughs> That's my most commonly used quote. I loved his his way of baptizing him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get that jar going for the next one i don't know. all right yeah, brandon what are we what are we watching next week whose pick is it we've just had a we just had like hit after hit after hit after hit of stuff that wasn't in the jar um yeah, let's have just have you pick it brandon yeah brandon whatever your hand says I went to grab one and I totally missed. And then I got two. <laughs> All right. We got one of my picks. It's an Albert Brooks film, Defending Your Life from 1991. All right. Nice. Yeah. I like this movie. Is it a dangerous movie? No. I'm not going to walk away and think, man, I have to defend my life. You will. Oh no. Uh another uh pseudo religious movie here. Um okay. it has Meryl Streep in it. Um Meryl Streep and um Yeah. Yeah. It's about dying and going to heaven and defending your life in order to move forward. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. I I just watched a religious movie with Meryl Streep uh uh Doubt with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Doubt, yeah. 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 I just watched that with her. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I won't have to defend this podcast next week. I think uh, there's no defense so for good. this podcast. Yeah. 
when God when God has us at the gates when we die. He'll say, "What did you do with your life?" And we'll each say, "Well, we did we did a podcast." And he'll say, "Which one?" And we'll say, "Dinner with a movie." And he'll say. Uh, yeah, sometimes you were funny, but you know. <laughs> How many times did you say cunt, Brandon? <laughs> well, you know, uh, that's one of God's words. So uh, that is, God, he, he would have made, given us God, language. God, yeah, God made us language so we can communicate with each other. So uh, <laughs> that is true. I think he'll say, you know what, you guys were entertaining and 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 funny, and uh, you're you're your personalities, your personas, uh, on your podcast were, were excellent. So we're going to heaven because of this podcast. Sure. Why not? Fuck. Yeah. We're bringing entertainment to the masses uh, of eight people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, join us next week. Uh, all eight of you and maybe more masses. Um, we'll, We'll talk about defending your life. I thought I got that wrong. No. Um, no yeah. yeah, I saw it in your face. Like, oh, is that right? <laughs> Defending See, your life by Albert Brooks. I think it was written and directed by him, and it stars him as well. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 great. I like him a lot. Yeah. Well, signing out. <laughs> signing out what <laughs> i was thinking of a nacho quote jose you sign us out with a nacho quote uh um shit um oh you guys i'm not listening to you you're, you're crazy <laughs> <laughs> take it easy